you are now entering the Podglomerate. Hello and welcome to Plus 7 Intelligence, the show about how games impact people. My name's Chess. Welcome to a bonus level. This is an extra episode outside of the weekly schedule. This bonus level is brought to you by Studio Sweden. Studio Sweden is a purveyor of fine headphones and earbuds. Every model is designed with performance and style in mind. Check out Studio Sweden to level up your audio gear. Last episode, I talked to Tyler Rennell about Habitica, a gamified task app inspired by video games. And I wanted to dive deeper into Habitica and how it works and how it continues to help people. I really want to know how effective it is. So to that end, in this episode, I'm talking to a current member of the Habitica team. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, you should still be able to follow along just fine. But in the previous episode, that's episode eight, I did give a rundown of what Habitica was, how it works, to give you a kind of a better picture. It might help you to understand the last interview and this interview. So maybe you want to check that out first, but I think you'll be able to enjoy this episode just fine anyway. So without any further ado, here is Leslie from Habitica. With me today is Leslie from Habitica. She's one of the co-founders and she does the social media marketing, community managing, and product design for Habitica. So thanks for coming on the show, Leslie. Thanks very much for having me. So what inspired you to help turn Habitica into a reality? It's actually a pretty intuitive idea for those of us who are very nerdy and fond of uh, playing games, specifically role-playing games. How many of us have, you know, been spending all that extra time optimizing our D&D characters or on World of Warcraft and have had a moment where we've thought, man, I wish I devoted the same amount of time and care to myself as I do to my avatar. So it's actually a very intuitive, intuitive concept that all that motivational stuff for games is something that we can actually harness and use for the power of good for our own lives. So yeah, like you say, it, it is somewhat intuitive, the idea of a lot of us spend these all this time in a game, and then, you know, there's got to be a way to transfer that passion and that energy and that motivation in the game and bring it to real life. But Habitica has been running for a little while now. How do you measure or get an idea of how successful that idea has been and how successful Habitica is at helping people to achieve their goals? Well, we have a ton of success stories that sort of just continuously pour out of our out of our user base. So people will reach out to us on Twitter. They'll reach out to us in the chat rooms within the app itself um, to thank us, to say, you know, this is the only thing that's gotten me to floss. Uh, I wouldn't have graduated med school if it weren't for you. All that sort of thing. They've actually even, there's a, there's a whole the Tumblr that you can go to just devoted to people's habitversaries where they post about how it's been, it's their habitversary of when they just started a site on, 
started on the site or on the app and everything that they've accomplished in the past year. And it's really astounding to go through and read all of those and to hear all this outreach. But I think the biggest mark of, of success and the success stories um, is just how much Habitica has grown through word of mouth because people will reach out to their friends and be like, this is working so well for me. You've got to come on. You've got to join in. This is, I, you know, they evangelize us and it's incredible and super heartwarming and exciting to see that, yeah, we really are making an impact. I mean, we haven't had to do very much in terms of traditional marketing at all. Like our growth has been overwhelmingly motivated by word of mouth just because of people who've discovered that, wow, this really resonates with them. And that's very humbling and very exciting. That's fantastic news. And I don't remember telling you this before, but uh, I am a Habitica user. I've been using it for a while. I was one of the uh, Kickstarter backers. And uh, I mean, I know that I've shared it with people. I've shared it with a lot of people, actually, because it is, for a gamer, it's perfect. In a game, we we habitually handled tasks and we habitually chased after quests and chase after this and chase after that. This is a really great way to, you know, try to find that, that motivation, that extra kick to, to get your habits going. How has Habitica changed as time has gone on? You know, it started out with the idea of let's mix video games and, and a task, task app or task manager. Were there any mistakes along the way? Well, I think one of the biggest things that's that's changed uh, is that we've gone onto mobile apps and we've gotten much, much more social. Um, and I wouldn't say that those... I, 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 we always wanted to be able to have a mobile app and we wanted to have social functions because, um, well, one, when you're in a productivity space, it's very helpful to be able to check things off on the go, right? You know, you can open up your phone and see that you need to buy toothpaste and then buy toothpaste and then immediately check off that you bought toothpaste, right? That's a very helpful thing to be able to do. Um, and social sides are, of course, ex- part of what makes games so fun and uh, exciting and sticky and like keep us coming back to them is because we want to be able to play games with our friends. And so that, of course, is something that we also wanted coming from a games background. But it did definitely take us a long time to get those to get those features built, especially at the beginning when we were really bootstrapping it and um, like a very very tiny little core team, most of whom were working on just just as as volunteers as a passion project. In terms of mistakes, I'd say knowing what I know now, um, I maybe we maybe would have focused on going native on mobile sooner just because that's something that, you know, really made a huge difference for our users. As soon as we, we we'd released a, a mobile app that was, you know, just sort of as like a stopgap measure, and that was okay. But as soon as we released our native mobile apps, like 60% of our user base immediately switched over to mobile. So that was something that people desperately wanted, which we hadn't realized that the, it was such a, a huge, going to be such a huge component to us. And people have said that they find it much easier to engage with on mobile in a lot of ways. There are some people who, because it it makes more sense for certain use cases, right? In, my, in the case of 
you know, my use cases, since I work on my computer all day, I use the web version primarily. But for people who are, you know, running around all day and have using it for different use cases, uh, the mobile apps made a huge, huge difference. So I'd say maybe if, if we'd known that sooner, um, just how big a difference it was going to be, we probably would have focused on it sooner. So one of the interesting things about Habitica is the the open source component that um, yes. the members of the community have uh, banded together and really provided a lot of features and uh, helped speed along the development and stuff like that. So one thing that I was wondering was what kind of guiding principles do you have for what gets added to Habitica, you know, since with people doing... Uh, working on it independently, you don't get to be over their shoulder and and be guiding them. So how do you decide what makes the cut? What is the core of Habitica and what and uh, how do you decide what things are definitely not part of your your focus? Um, so that's been you know that's hard. Um, that's one of the the trade offs of being open source, which I will say has been overwhelmingly like oh, being open source has been overwhelmingly the probably the best decision we ever made just ha- it's led to such an incredible community um it really helped c- keep us alive and let us survive the that first rocky beginning when we were all just a bunch of you know scrappy volunteers um desperately trying to make this thing work you know soldiering on through server crashes and whatnot uh back in the day but there is of course the danger of getting just an influx of, of ideas that sort of can get potentially garbled. And so what we've ended up finding helpful is being constantly open to suggestions and thoughts and ideas and listening to them and absorbing them, but then having kind of a, a core vision uh, that incorporates some of those ideas, like a core vision for where uh, the app should be going so that we know then how to incorporate the ideas, the time frame for incorporating them, how, and how we want to, to push forward with, with certain things versus other things. And of course, those things are what we then will put on GitHub. And we, we've created a, a kind of regimented series of tags for various issues on uh, GitHub for saying, okay, this is a high priority feature that we want this is a, a bug that it's very important to fix. So people can go in and look through and and see what it is that we need and what it is that we want. And when they, you know, suggest things, we can sort them and say, okay, this is cool to have if you want to build it, but, you know, it's not a, a critical thing that um, we need someone else to build. Whereas if we're, we've got something that we're like, this is, you know, the kind of, this is, would be like a crowning glory for us that's what we're going to kind of focus attention on and focus people towards. Um, and now that we do have some people who are able to work on Habitica full-time, thanks to the generosity of our subscribers, those are the tasks, those big tasks are the ones that we assign internally and work on internally so that we can make sure that they get done. Because, you know, you're not, again, you're not looking over people's shoulders in a volunteer setting and you and you shouldn't really be, right? You know, that part of what mm-hmm. makes it fun to volunteer for open source communities is that, you can kind of pace yourself and, and devote yourself to things that make you passionate. Uh, but there are some non-passionate things that sadly do have to get built, and that's where it's been really helpful to have a core team. 
Mm-hmm. Likewise, too, with things like art submissions, we have a, a very, you know, we have like a, a very well-established system for getting art into the game where we will list out the things that we would like to see. Like we'd say, okay, you know, I know that the Summer Splash event is coming up and we're going to have a lot of ocean-themed things, so I've put out some calls for some ideas for ocean-themed backgrounds. And then an artist will say, oh, wow, I really want to do a background where your avatar is sitting inside a giant seashell. Like, can I can I work on that? And we'll say, sure, you can work on that, right? So that's mm-hmm. uh, been the our, our technique that we've used for figuring out how to add things to Habitica and, and shape things for Habitica while still... Uh, preserving our open source roots, which have just sustained us and helped the app really thrive. And now a break to talk about Studio Sweden. My Studio Sweden headphones have been a nice upgrade for me. With working on the show, I spend a lot of time with headphones on, so it's great to have a solid pair. And these are the best sounding headphones I have ever owned. I have the Regent model, which is an on-ear design. Normally, function was my only concern for headphones, but with the podcast, I'm on video often for interviews or guest appearances, so now I need headphones with style, and these headphones are great on both counts. And as a special... Tonight on NBC... Will everyone in the cardiac surgical department please raise your hands? Thank you. You're all fired. Based on an inspiring true story. Any department who places billing above care, you will be terminated. One doctor will break every rule. Just tell me what you need, what your patients need. To inspire a revolution. Let's get into some trouble. Let's be doctors again. From the network that brings you This Is Us, New Amsterdam, tonight on NBC. For my listeners, if you use the promo code intelligence 15 at checkout, you will get 15% off any purchase. That's intelligence15 at checkout. Go to studiosweden.com. That's studio, not studio. S-U-D-I-O-S-W-E-D-E-N.com. And use that offer code. Or you can follow the link in the show notes to see the exact model that I have. Back to the show. So Abitica is... It has all the features pretty much of of most task apps, most task managers. And then it has a layer of the video game aspect to it that's infused in it. When I was talking to Tyler Rennell, he mentioned that that combination makes Habitica one of the most complex of the apps you can you can find for to-do lists and reminders. But I guess the real question is, with that added complexity, how does the the video game appearance and the video game systems, what do those add that you know other systems might not have? One thing that a lot of productivity and task management applications struggle with is the motivation, right? It's very mm-hmm. easy to list out all of the things that you need to do, right? I'm sure if I you know, ask you to list out three things that you should be doing, you'd have no problem. Oh, yeah, I need to go to the gym more. And I have to, you know, finish setting up for the latest podcast and XYZ, whatever. But actually motivating yourself to take that next step. That's the, you know, that's the the kicker. That's the thing that's really difficult for people to do. You know, you can stare at a list all day that says you should 
you know, I'm going to use an example for my own life, you should clean your desk, right? And just because I have it written on a list doesn't actually motivate me to take that step and clean my desk. But video games are really good at motivating you to do things and to take actions, right? They've kind of solved that problem already. They've figured out ways to make that engaging, to make that fun, to give you that core reward loop where when you take an action in a video game, you get that instant that instant reward rush that says, yes, you did a good thing, you did a great job. And I don't know about you, but I do not inherently get a reward rush when I floss my teeth. Um, you know, may, maybe I get some sore gums. That's just about it. And then like a year later, the, the dentist tells me, wow, good job. No cavities. It's not like a super engaging thing on its own. So right. by using video games uh, with a productivity app, we've, we've kind of addressed that particular problem of motivation and used a lot of the, these techniques that make video games fun and engaging uh, and you know, turn them for the power of good in a way, right? Which is not to say that video mm. games are not good. I'll argue that to, to death. But uh, to be able to say, yes, you're harnessing this for your own life and not just for your virtual life. How do you how do you balance the Habitica becoming potentially too much of a game? Because you do have you have the components of a game probably even multiple games, you know, there's collecting pets, there's, you know, money and rewards and equipment and bosses. How do you toe the line of Habitica becoming too much like a game and then becoming a distraction instead of something that helps? Um, you know, that's a kind of fine point that we have to always uh, watch out for. But the thing that we've the thing that we've done is try to make sure that the game components give you that little extra motivation, but don't become addictive on their own and that you have to be able, it always, we're, we always make sure that everything ties back in to your ultimate productivity. So for the example of, you know, maybe doing, doing quests, right? The damage you do for quests is calculated only based on the things that you have done that day, right? So um, you're not going to be able to like mindlessly battle a monster unless you're actually doing things, for example, going and answering a bunch of email, right? And then you can check those off and battle the boss. Um, and so while technically you could treat Habitica like a, a, like a clicker game and just randomly, you know, spam a plus button, that in its of itself is not engaging enough to keep people around. So while we do see people who will occasionally, you know, try it out, it's, you know, they don't stick around very long. They're not, they don't become a user. What really gets people excited about Habitica is when they say, yeah, I earned a sword and hey, look, my room is cleaner than it's ever been. And I got this essay done in time and now I can, you know, play Mass Effect guilt-free, right? So... Uh, it's really the kind of combination that that keep people engaged, and we try to always relate that back. For you personally, what are some what are some gaming memories or things that you particularly enjoy about gaming that that you have brought into Habitica and help inform uh, what you want Habitica to be and and be like? 
Oh man, well, uh, Pokemon. I, <laughs> I was such a fan of Pokemon, still am. And, um, so that's where a lot of the kind of pet collection mechanic comes in. And I actually also really liked games where you got to do fusing and breeding pets. So the combination of eggs and potions to create different types of pets as a mechanic Mm -hmm. is something that um, I I personally always find very, very motivating. Also, I, you know, love Dungeons and Dragons and uh, tabletop role-playing games like that. So... You know, as someone who was in d and D club in high school, of course, I had to have various classes and skills that you could do and different uh, avatar customizations that you can set up for um, the, the different classes so that you could, you know, be part of a, a party and chat with them and, and set that up. So th- those are really where a lot of the kind of excitement comes from. Um, when it comes to to my nostalgia, um, yeah, I would say combination of uh, Pokemon and D and D for me. But that being said, a lot of the other teammates will bring in their own their own exciting uh, <laughs> their their own exciting memories and experiences and ideas. So you say uh, you're a Pokemon fan. Are you, are you on the Pokemon Go train? Uh, oh, I super super was. In fact, the whole team pretty much was uh <laughs> um i've since lapsed but yeah last summer was definitely the summer of pokemon go um my co-founder vicky and i were thrilled when we discovered that the park next to our office uh would spawn tauruses <laughs> <laughs> so we spent a lot of time you know like z- taking slightly circuitous routes to meetings <laughs> so that we could go <laughs> and pick them up um a lot of water pokemon in our area too so that was always very exciting yeah pokemon go is um is an example of a game probably the first one to really gain uh, attention it's a game that its purpose wasn't just to be a game and to make money but it was also to to create positive habits in people to get them going outside to get them meeting people i don't know i'm curious what your thoughts are on that and what we can learn from Pokemon Go and, and maybe what you've learned from it for Habitica. Well, I'm always a fan of, unsurprisingly, I'm always a fan of merging kind of the real life and virtual life and using games and things that are fun to motivate yourself and to get yourself to do things. And as someone, uh, like many nerdy people, I have I definitely have uh, trouble motivating myself to exercise. If you look at my, my Habitica dailies, they are... I would say like 75% of them are devoted to getting me to like actually take care of my physical strength because I'm much more inclined to use my free time to, to read a book, for example, or to chat with friends online, right? So I'm not as opposed to like getting up and moving. So Pokemon Go and the fact that it made it very social experience, if you run around with your friends in the real world, and catch Pokemon. That was just very exciting. And the fa- and again, the social that social component, it all kind of goes back to that social component and feeling that you're not just playing this game alone, you're playing with a bunch of your friends and that you've, you've got like this core team of people and you're all cheering for each other. So that's, I'd say, 
like a, a big success. And that's something that I hope that um, more of these augmented reality games in the future will really continue to highlight is, um, is that social component. And also, you know, I'd like, I always love to see a little more positivity in terms of uh, encouraging people to tie the games back to their own lives. But there's always a place for escapism too. You know, I don't want to say that games are only useful if they're also gamification, right? There's, right. there's just such joy to be had in, in curling up and playing some Stardew Valley. So sometimes you got to, you know, there, there's certainly, it's certainly worthwhile just to enjoy some, some fun. So how can listeners find out more about, about you and, and learn about Habitica and what it's all about? Oh, well, you should uh, definitely check out the website, which is habitica.com, habit, I-C-A, so H-A-B-I-T-I-C-A.com, or you can download our apps on iOS and Android. Uh, we're also on Twitter, at Habitica. Um, we're on Tumblr. Uh, again, if you search Habitica, so Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter are our three main social medias that you can social media platforms where you can go and, and uh, chat with us. We're very friendly. You can also chat with us and say hello in the, the main chat room within the app itself. Uh, we do tend to peek in and say hello and people are very friendly. Um, we keep the chat pretty clean because we're all ages, but people are very sociable and like to wave hi. Uh, sometimes I will say the chat room is a little slower than some people are expecting just because everyone's off being productive and chatting between their tasks. So, uh, but yeah, you should definitely come say hello. I was so grateful that Leslie came on the show to talk to me about Habitica. It was cool for the show to be able to do kind of a double dip on a single topic. And I think there was a whole lot to, to dive in. So I'm glad that we did that especially because gamification is such a a big trend right now and personal gamification and gamification apps, all that, it's it's kind of exploding right now. So I was really glad to be able to to dig into one example of it. And I'm really interested with my listeners, have you tried Habitica? Have you tried a, another way to gamify your life? How has it worked out for you? Let me know. I'm I'm really interested. If you could reach out to the show, you can find the show on Twitter at 7 underscore intelligence. You can always send me an email. That's chess at plus7intelligence.com. That's chess with one S. And you can always just go to the website plus7intelligence.com and you can find all the social links there. All right, that wraps up this bonus intelligence boost. Next episode, which is just a few days away, I speak with Twitch streamer Shananina on how gaming has affected her life. I'll talk to you then. Sonic Universe.